everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. I am so excited uh, to have my friend Martine here today. As you guys know, I'm Suzanne. I'm the head coach of Grace Financial Coaching, but Martine Lopez is a speaker, author, and trainer and coach in the personal development industry. He has written a book. I have read it myself, The Curiosity Theory, Retraining Your Brain for Better Relationships. And it's a powerful uh, methodology that radically changes the way we talk and listen to one another. Uh, it helps us to look at life, the way that others look at us, the way that others look at life, and the way that we look at each other. Uh, highly, highly recommend picking up a copy of The Curiosity Theory. Uh, Martine's gift is strengthening professional and personal relationships by applying curiosity, plus improving communication and collaboration at a fundamental level. Uh, we are so excited to have Martine here today to tell us a little bit more about what he does and also the dumbest thing he's ever done with money. What's up, Martine? <laughs> The dumbest thing. It's not a dumbest thing. It's like things, you know. It's <laughs> it's multiple. <laughs> I, I I've had numerous people, you know, apply to be on the show and be like, uh, "You didn't leave enough space here." <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let me send you the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks Here's for the having me. Version. I'm That's gonna right. do a two-hour show. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sit back, lay, lay on the couch. I gotta talk to you, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Put your feet up. Let me get you some hot tea, and and we'll That's get right. started. So, That's right. well, Martine, before we get into that, I really want to hear more about your work in the personal development industry. Well, I started. Uh, I started back when I was 19 years old. Uh, I got invited to a, a, a class. Uh, and uh, I was really excited because it was a really cute girl invited me. So I thought it was kind of like the girl was like asking me out on a date. Turns out they were talking about all this personal development stuff. And that was really cool. And I signed I signed up for the course. It was really funny because this is back in like 1997 or actually, no, no, it's probably like 94 or something. It was a long time ago. I was in the 80s. It was in the 80s, like 86. That's when it was. And <laughs> and I. She she had told me she goes she had invited me and she said the class it's just a one night class it's like five ninety five so I thought it was going to be like five dollars and ninety five cents you know like because you know it's like one night you know and I'm used to go and I was in the real estate business back then and I was used to like you know just these free workshops where you you know where you may pay ten dollars for like a, a dinner or something like that right you know you pay just pay for the dinner but it's a free workshop so I went there and I was like I had like 20 bucks or something in my wallet and I thought I was going to pay like 595 it was 595 dollars I was like oh wow so I ended up signing up I, I I actually ended up signing up and um I took that class I had to go up to LA uh, actually Newport Beach to take the class it was two full weekends and a and an evening so it was it was a lot of time a lot of travel and that really started my journey of of like looking at myself and you know and, and just seeing like, you know, what, what, you know, what do I need to do uh, to understand myself better to communicate more effectively? And, and, and why do I do what I do? Why? Okay. I, I'm going to go, when we hang up, I'm going to leave the house and I'm going to go find some random 19 year old. And I'm going to say, are you committed to your personal development? And they're going to look at me like I have four heads. Why <laughs> do you think you as a 19 year old realized the value of personal development? Um, what, what, what they talked about is possibility, like what's possible. 
And at that time I was going to school, but I wasn't very good at it. I was pretty much on the brink of like, just like leaving because I just wasn't very good at, at school. And I had a job at that point. I was working at a, um, I was a musician. So I'd work on the weekends and uh, I was a DJ. So I'd, you know, work nights and weekends, but during the day I'd worked at this uh, as a car dealership and, um, and I was in a parts department and I wanted something different. I really wanted, I didn't, I knew that's not what I wanted, but I couldn't figure out what I, you know, what I really wanted to do other than write music and play music. Um, so it was kind of like, it was, I really needed something else, but I didn't know how to think differently than, than I, than I thought. And that's what they showed me is that wow. I was limited by the way I was thinking. And I looked and I said, you know, where I live kind of, this is the way people think. And this is the kind of things people do, but I didn't want any of that. I didn't want any of the life that all the people in my neighborhood had not, not like there was anything wrong with it. It just wasn't the life I wanted. Right. You wanted something different. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is, <laughs> I did not realize you were going to tell me you you started this journey at age 19 and I've known you for quite some time now. So yeah. that is really impressive. Um, I just turned 57. About... <laughs> it's been a long journey. I was, I was going to say you just turned 27, but you blew it. So. <laughs> That's right. I got it. It so tell us more about your book and what you're doing to help these 19-year-olds, <laughs> these 29-year-olds, these 39-year-olds yeah. that want to get more into, that, that really want to start to think differently themselves. Well, this is the book. This is It's called The Curiosity Theory. I'm actually getting ready to relabel the book. Uh, nice. And it really is, it really is about, uh, you know, understanding how we communicate and, and why we do the things that we do. You know, why do we fight? You know, why do we argue? Uh, why do we get upset? Why do we cut people off? And, and, then how do we actually get back to what's important to us, which is connecting as human beings? And how do we override those reptilian responses that we have, you know, in our heads and in our bodies? Like, oh, God, we get upset and we just react. I'm I'm such a reactor. I'm, I'm one of those guys that, uh, you, know, uh, you know, something happens. Uh, you know, it's so funny. So it really is. It's really my own personal journey. Um uh, to keep to keep working so that I, I actually have a better human being. I just really get along better with people and people have a better experience of me and I have a better experience of my own life. That's so great. I love that. Yeah. I think um, uh, I, I, I tend not to think that like personality quizzes or Enneagrams or anything like that are very helpful, but I do think that they're helpful when we look at them in the sense of what am I versus what is this person? You know, mm -hmm. I, if we're just looking at it like, oh, I'm Suzanne and I'm an Enneagram eight or wherever the heck I am. My, yeah, my friend yeah. can tell you, she loves that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And and Martine's an Enneagram five or whatever it is. Well, it's like, that doesn't really mean anything to me unless I yeah. sit down and look at, okay, well then now this explains why Martine and I, you know, we might have the same idea, but we don't always get along because yeah. I'm presenting in one manner and Martine's presenting in another manner. So I think per personally, I think those types of things are only uh, important when it comes to the relationship factor. And that's also something that you really subscribe to in the sense of, of opening up those communication channels. Absolutely. And I, and I would say, you know, for me, like if you look at the disc profile, I'm actually reading a book right now on disc. If it's right here. It's called, what is it called? Uh, uh, it's really, it's a funny title. I can look it back up, but, um, it's, uh, dealing with, with stupid people or something. I think that's actually what it's called. Um, and, it's about the, you know, the disc profile and I've read this, you know, I know about Enneagram and all those other things. The thing for me though, is that um, you have to remember all that stuff. <laughs> How do you remember that stuff? And, and the problem is, is when you're in the middle of a conflict, 
that stuff just goes out. Like all those ideas just go out, out the window. So I had to figure out a better way than to remember, okay, your ISDNCQ4, you know, like all that other stuff, or you're this on the Enneagram or all. I just couldn't remember that because I was just upset. So I needed to find a way that I can deal with my own upset or what I'm, how I'm being triggered or how I'm reacting. And I had to figure out a way to do that. And um, what happened is one day I was just, I was driving home uh, from, from work and trying to figure out where we wanted to go for dinner. My, uh, my wife and I were saying, where do you want to go to dinner? And she's like, anywhere you want to go. And I was like, okay, how about this place? And she's like, nah, how about this place? Nah, how about this place? you know, I was like, but you said anywhere I want to go, you know? So by the time I get, by the time I get home, I hung up the phone. I walk in the house. She's like, did you hang up on me? Now we're in a fight, you know? Right. And I live right by the beach and I walk down to the beach. And as I'm down walking and this is the real quick version of the story. As I walk down to the beach, I realized that there were times in my life where I got out of fights. I got out of arguments and I got out of tough situations because somebody asked a question. Like I asked a question or somebody asked a question and I was just like, wow, that's real curious. And I like curiosity. So let me try that. So I went back home and I said, I'm curious, you know, honey, what did I do? And she told me everything I did. And it was really weird because I wasn't defending myself. And uh, what I learned, what I learned that day is that, is that curiosity helps you override your reptilian uh, response and helps you understand more and helps you ex even explore your own mindfulness during like conflict or when you're near conflict. And as a result of that, I, um, I, I literally wrote a book that night um, after we had a long conversation and um, cause I just journal a lot. I wrote a book that night and that's, that's really what the curiosity theory was. It was just the, all those notes and uh, <clears throat> curious, it's like 68 pages. It's a really easy read. You can mm -hmm. read it. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Yeah, I highly recommend it, guys, for sure. Yeah. So, oh, well, I, what I'll do is I'll put a link to the book in uh, in the comments after the show's posted. So, nice. um, Martine, uh, you created the curiosity theory because of your experience, and I know that since you're over the age of fourteen, you've had a few experiences with money. <laughs> Couple. <laughs> so, tell me, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money, Martine? I would say that uh, so many things, but uh, what I would say. Um, is that when I got married, like, so before I got married, I was doing really, really well. I was in the real estate business. I was selling real estate. I was just doing, I was doing what I thought was well. And when um, I proposed to my wife, um, she said, uh, you need to have a better job. I was like, okay. So I switched jobs. And really from the very beginning of my relationship with her, um, and we're, we're no longer married, um, but when, from the very beginning of that relationship, um, she took over the whole finances and, um, I never, uh, I, I never uh, took that back. I just, oh, okay. You know, kind of like very, very, uh, I don't know what you would call that. Like, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, dumb about it and, um, and let it happen. And as a result, I became, um, I just became, uh, I don't know, ignorant or inept. I don't, I don't know what it was, mm. but I just became, I just became somebody that didn't care. Eventually I was just like, eh, whatever. So I'd make money, but I would never know how much money we had. Um, and then I would hide money, you know, cause I wanted my own money. And, and so I kind of like have to ask her permission for money. And, um, and, and it was just, a, it was really tough. And so I think the dumbest mistake was to, uh, was to give up being responsible for money. Got it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that that's, um, too uncommon, unfortunately. Um, you know, you may, you may have started as indifference 
Mm -hmm. And then like, yeah. like you, you use the word ignorant. So it started as indifference yeah. and then eventually over time it turns into ignorance. Like, I don't know where <laughs> everything's going. Right. Uh, yeah. But even in financial coaching, we typically, when we work with couples, we teach them that one person is going to be more financially involved. You, it's never going to be 50, 50. And maybe those roles will even switch over mm -hmm. time. But typically mm -hmm. you have someone who's like, 75% worrying about it. And the other person's like 25 or 60, okay. 40 or something. So you always have one person who's leaning a little bit more on the finances, but it certainly can't be a hundred zero, you know? So can I ask you a question? Yeah. Cause I like, I, like as a coach, like I, like I'm authentically wanting to learn. So let's say me, like if I, if I have complete control over my finances right now and I have a girlfriend, she's like, a, you know, she's like a, she's HR, she's a CFO. She's like really smart girl. So I'm sure she'll take care of her, of all the bills once, you know, we get married or, you know, whatever. And, um, like how, do, how, like as a man, that's like, Oh, that's great. That really is cool. Mm -hmm. How do we, how does like a person like me or like a man or, you know, could be a woman in this situation. How do we stay strong, but a lot, you know, do you understand the question? Yeah. Like, I don't so even know if I can even ask the question. Well, cause it's so, you know, <laughs> It's uh, it's that reactor in you, Martine. You're just That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys were to get to a place where you're getting married, and we never recommend com physically combining finances until after people are married. Of course. But yeah. if you guys are, you always want to sit down and have a conversation. There's actually a great, if you want to Google it, a great New York Times article called "The 13 Questions You Should Ask Before You Get Married." And it really should be the 13 questions you should ask before you get engaged. You shouldn't be asking any of these questions once you're engaged. You should know the answers already. Right. And it goes through, are we going to have kids? Um, what's the in-law situation? What's the holiday situation? Are, what's the religion situation? And then it is, I think the way they phrase it is, uh, will you pay my debt off for me? Mm. So really it's the money conversation. So in your in this particular example, I would say, let's start with just a conversation. How much do you make per year? Okay. Does that include like bonuses? So like how much, you know, if that includes like a $10,000 bonus at the end of the year, or what are you bringing home per month? And just the ability to ask those questions without someone, you know, dramatic flying off the handle or saying that's none of your business. Uh, that just opens up the line of communication to say, okay, there's two questions answered and, and we don't have to focus on it the rest of the day. Yeah. Let's go out to dinner. And then maybe a week later, we start to say, hey, you know, my car insurance is renewing. What are you, what are you paying on your car right now? Oh, I'm paying, you know, oh, the rates are ridiculous. I'm paying $500 for two cars. It's insane, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and it just, it's, it, as long as you're comfortable with these small questions, you will eventually be comfortable with the big questions. But it does take some uh, dedication to asking those small questions and making sure you have the conversation and that the other person just doesn't back out of it. You know, it's so funny. What? <laughs> Is your car insurance renewing? No, no. Oh, <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> it, 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 and, and, and that's kind of like the irony of life, you know. The thing you try to get good at is that, you know, it's like, I, so I wrote a book called The Curiosity Theory. I have a workshop called The Curiosity Theory. And yet I still struggle in my own, in, 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 in like in my own life with like, where do I put curiosity? You know, it's just, it's really interesting. And it's really, I, life is very ironic. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and it's like what you're saying, you're, you're talking, I'm going, 
uh, that's kind of obvious, uh, you know, it, but that's how life is. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really quite obvious from another person's perspective. And, and for me, like to, to share what I shared is really was, it, it's not tough for me because I'm very vulnerable when it comes to sharing, but it's also a very vulnerable thing because it's like, you know, God, you know, it's my ego's like, dude, you want to look all, you know, good and everything. You know, I take all the time to make all this background and have my, you know, the lights on and all right, that, you know, right. it's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about how stupid I am when it comes to money. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's funny, you know, it's like life is really funny. And then the answer is like, you just, you can ask questions and find out yeah. like, Oh God, you know, Oh, I wrote a book about that. Duh. You know? But it's it's so interesting. Great advice. The reason I the reason I ask people like financial advisors and financial coaches and people who worked in real estate and lending for years and years, um, it's money touches everything. Yeah. You know, the term real estate industry really could be the financial real estate industry because in order to get the real estate, you need to have a good sum of money. Or yes. you need to be able to qualify for a certain type of loan, you know, yeah. commercial or whatever. Yeah. It, it it's every money touches everything, and I think people hear that and they say, "Well, I don't. Money is the root of all evil. I don't want money to touch everything. Money is not the root of all evil. Putting money before everything else, the love of money, is the root of all evil. So having these conversations of what are you paying for car insurance? Hey, what are you paying for rent right now? You know, you guys might be talking about moving in together. Well, what's that going to do to our budgets? Is it going to half our housing costs? Is it going to third our housing costs? Because now we have 50% more money in our budget that came from rent. Well, what yeah, are we doing with yeah. that money? Are we going to go on vacation or are we going to put it in our retirement? Yeah. If you go on vacation, you've lost the opportunity to put it in your retirement. If you put it in retirement, you've lost the opportunity to go on vacation. I was thinking about that this morning because I'm going to do the Spartan race in Hawaii in next August. And I'm like, oh, man, does that yeah. mean I'm going to like because, you know, that's like four or five grand. I'm going to just not be able to put away, you know, but yep. it's true. It's true. You know, yeah. It's when true. is the race? It's August 22nd of next year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Where is it located? In in Hawaii. What uh, what area? I don't know that. I don't know the oh, different okay. island. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I've, I've heard of it before, but I never know anybody yeah. who's done it, actually. I just did the Spartan race like three weeks ago. So up oh, in, Big, cool. in Big Bear, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's all. It must have been beautiful in Big Bear. It was, it was well, you know, you're climbing up crazy mountains. So <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't painful. I just said it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, painful. It was amazing. It was, it yeah. was, it was yeah. it's just gorgeous up there. Yeah. yeah. So in that situation, what I would say is okay, if that trip's going to be a four or $5,000 trip, what month is it? It's November. Mm -hmm. it's we're looking at a trip that's happening in August of next year. Let's let's assume let's be super, super cautious and assume it's going to be a $5,000 trip. Well, let's divide 5,000 by however many months we have to save up for it. And that's what we need to be putting away every month. And that's going to be a lot easier than saying on uh, August 1st, Oh man, I need to book flights. Let me go pull out the credit card. Now we yeah, got a whole pile yeah. of cash sitting there. We can book the flights early if we if we see the rates are low. It gives us this flexibility to lock in a hotel. So that's what I would say in that particular situation. But again, that's a vacation, but there's still money tied to it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 in their choices. Like you're talking about real estate, so you know, I'm looking if I, I want to buy an investment property. So that's money that I can leverage. It's like you know, so it's right. It, right. You know, there's always choices. It's a, yeah. a chunk of a down payment for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then you'll lose the opportunity to go to Hawaii and do the race. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. That, you know, it's about quality of life and 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 you know, how can I how can I stay 
how can I stay in the, in the quality of life and how can I override like the reactions I can, you know, cause it's like, yes. how do I navigate delicate situations? This is a delicate, how do I explore how I, how I look at it? How do I explore how Ingrid looks at it? How do we do mm -hmm. this together? Um, how do we transform our, our beliefs, our behaviors into something that's actually, wow, this is actually, we're going to use this as a way for us to make more money or to come, you know, that, those things. Yes, so. absolutely. So let's take a step back, Martine. If we could go back in time to when you had kind of turned indifferent to your finances and given the reins over to uh, your previous spouse, what would you go back and do differently? I think I would, um, I would, I would uh, spend more time like learning. I would have wanted to learn like what she's doing, like and versus be. Um, Cause I would, I remember how I felt like I was just, it I would just somehow like she would bring up paying the bills and it would just scare me. And it never did before. Mm -hmm. I just pay the bills, you know? And, and so there was just something about how that was. And I didn't, I just didn't handle it in a, in a, what I think was an emotionally, you know, good manner. So I think I would deal with my emotions a little bit, well, much better and, uh, and go, okay, this is going to be scary for right now, you know? And I think that's the, that's what I find you know, it was important to be real responsible for how I felt. I felt a little scared, a little intimidated. And um, I didn't take personal responsibility for that. I blamed the other person, you know, mm. you're intimidating, you're, you're scary, you know, so. Right, right. When it may very well have just been the topic that was scary and, and perhaps you were doing a little bit of projecting. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent that like I, I, um, you know, out of the curiosity theory, what I saw was there was an opportunity for men and I created something called men's breakthrough challenge. And, um, the first workshop is this, this is a Saturday and it's already sold out and everything. And the idea of, of the, the workshop, one of the things that came about is that, um, I was asking men like candidly, um, are you afraid of your wife? And everyone said, yes. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm wow. afraid of disappointing her. I'm afraid of hurting her. I'm afraid of her getting mad. All this stuff. And then when I interviewed when I interviewed women, they were saying, "Yeah, if 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 you're afraid, then I have to take over." And so wow. there was this kind of like this this kind of like dominance kind of thing, avoid domination that started to happen. And it was not what we wanted to have happen in our relationships, but it was a it was a natural function of survival. And I was going to say it's a survival tactic, right? If one person is, 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 uh, you know, I mean, we can go back to Darwin. If we've got the weak party over here, there's going to have to be a strong party that, that allows the species to survive. <laughs> exactly. it. Like, listen, if you're not, if you're not talking about the bills and the bills are coming in right now, I, I don't, you know, I need to make sure my kids are going to have food next week. So right. I'm going to have to pay the bills. And if you're not going to talk about it, I'm going to take it. So it's all that kind of, it's, and it, that's just inherent in, in relationships. And as we, the thing about the men's breakthrough challenge is what I'm realizing is that as we're evolving, as we're starting to take on different roles and, and men are trying to find their way, like, how do I be a man this way? Because a hundred years ago, it was like, it was, it was my way or the highway. Now it's, right. it's a degree of, of let's work together, but you know, it's, it's, we're trying to find a balance in that. And, and there's no, you know, somebody says, do it this way. Somebody does it this way, but how do you want to do it? How can you be a leader in your life? How can you be a powerful man but not have that be that you're stepping on your wife, not step, stepping on your on, on your kids and stepping on, on people. How do you not intrude, but still empower this beautiful woman, this great woman, this great partner of yours to be the greatest version of herself 
and you do the same thing. Like, wow, how do I do that? You know, yeah, I got, I got to step awesome. up my game. I got to step up my game. It's, and, it, there's no, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that this, this workshop you're doing would have sold out immediately. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome, Martine. Great. Well, um, I'm going to have you send me a link to that too, so that everybody watching this episode can get to that as well for the next Absolutely. one that you're doing. And guys, I really hope you enjoyed our conversation with Martine. Obviously, go check out his book, The Curiosity Theory. I've known him for a long time, and I can I highly recommend it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your time here, Martine. I appreciate I your honesty. <laughs> And I hope everybody will join us next week for another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. And if you tuned in late, I saw a lot of people jumped in here late today, get on the YouTube channel and make sure to check out Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money on the YouTube replay. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Martine. Thank you. Thanks again to our guests for their honesty and for sharing their financial blunders with us. Join me again next week for another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.